base with one out in the ninth. Tigers. No bullshit. Just did breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Yes, indeed. Happy April 8th, 2022. Welcome back, baseball fans. Let's go, Detroit Tigers. <laughs> opening day. Two years of COVID. We finally got an opening day. And shout out to the San Quentin State Penitentiary. Why? In Alameda County. I noticed your jersey. California. Yeah. San Quentin also has two baseball teams. Yeah. Inside. Okay. Every game's a home game in San Quentin. <laughs> they have a real murderer's row. They have Literally, the Giants yeah. Yeah. and they have the A's. Okay. And like in true American fashion, the Giants being the San Francisco team, that's the team the white guys play on. <laughs> And the Oakland A's, that's the black and the brown guys. Still segregated, okay. And if you wonder what the Native Americans do, they play with the Giants. Lacrosse? It's, oh. <laughs> racist. Hey, 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 hey. What? This, what? Is not, this is not appropriate. Let's keep it nice. Call them a, <laughs> no, it's what? It's true. Native no, Americans invented lacrosse. People don't lacrosse. like the truth, Charlie. Uh, yeah. They're sensitive to it. Well, if you don't like the truth, you're in the wrong fucking place. <laughs> and before we get to it, listen, here's what we're going to do. Listen to the program to the entire end. If you're listening and you want to see it, we got special report from comedian Detroit Red reunited with No Bullshit Hour alumni Chicken Joe DeMarco. Hey, all right. Visit our opening day down at the ballpark today. That's going to take us out on the show. It's a beautiful piece. You like it? I love it. I think it's I think it's wonderful. Yeah, Red's in his good, wheelhouse. Good turnaround, too. Nice little buddy thing. Mm -hmm. uh, our director of photography, Byron Goggin, he... Did the open? He got down early today and just got that thing in, man. We are rolling. You are jealous, media. You are <laughs> jealous because we have the queen of the political scene, Karen Dumas. 
Hey, Charlie. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Where's the energy? It's here. That's it. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to it. But first, let me just tell you. Give me a little appropriate open a day music, would you? Nice. What goes with baseball? I'll tell you what goes with baseball. Hot dogs. What's the best hot dog besides Wade McCree? Yes, that's American Coney Island at the heart of downtown Detroit at Lafayette and Michigan. That's where you're going pregame. That's where you're going postgame. Open all season long. The home. The creator of the American Coney Island dog. Proprietary chili. Proprietary sausage dog. Onions, Vidalia onions, mustard. Never, ever ask for ketchup unless you're under 10 years old. Well, what's up? Just... It ended. You want me to start over again? Yeah. <laughs> Fix that post. I was all into it. And listen, if you're homebound, you're out of town. Yeah. You're looking to get down, you go to AmericanConeyIsland.com and get the Coney Kit. 12 of these babies. Delivered right to your door. That's AmericanConeyIsland.com. And of course, as always, ADR. Call Barry at Ellen Tuck over there. You need your business done. You need construction, deconstruction. You need to get the project rolling because it's stuck. It might be the man in your pocket. It might be the foreman on the job. Get it done right, on time, on budget, for almost any business need that has to do with not pushing paper. Nice. <laughs> That's Barry Ellen Tuck at, oh, where's my glasses? 248-318-9424. Yeah, you do the numbers. That's good. teamwork. I find my glasses. <laughs> and, of course, our good friend Luke Nowacki. I don't know about you, man. I'm thinking about getting into bread futures. I'm getting into foodstuffs. Uh. That stuff's, we'll talk about that. Get ready for food to go up. Oh, this is... The inflation in the world in general, and now the war is really, really gonna. You think prices are high now? Do you know that fertilizers up one thousand percent? I didn't know that. I, I know there's a lot of fertilizer being manufactured over there. Yeah, well, you need natural gas. Mm-hmm. Who who pumps out natural gas? Ukraine, uh, Russia. Yeah, who's got sanctions? Uh, Russia. Okay, um, the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Are the world's biggest producer of phosphates. You need that for corn. You need that for rice. But the Chinese are on the rope, so they're not exporting phosphate. Uh oh. See what I'm saying? All of these things you can't possibly know because you're busy doing right by your people. You're getting up. You're going to work. You're the lunch pail crowd. You're my crowd. You let Luke Wacky help you with your personal finances, tailored to your needs and your risk desire. Give the number of our friend Luke Wacky. Two four eight six six three. 4748. Luke Nowacki! <laughs> That's it, man. That guy's a fire plug in his pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know uh, oxygen said. tank. You know what I mean? Like, hello, <laughs> Luke Nowacki. Hey, Charlie, I'm telling you, I tweeted this yesterday. People better move their money. And this guy, you know, laid out some issues he was having. He said, Explain your tweet. I said, you just did. He was talking about how difficult it was putting his hands on his money. People have to figure this out. It's not going to be pretty. Look how wise Karen is to be tweeting financial news. I told you. That's the queen of the scene. And you know who's the king of the mortgage industry? That's right. That's David Hallmore. Do we have his, uh, his advert? 
Oh yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah. did we? Well, this was not rehearsed or set up. No, it wasn't. But you can. Well, I just tap dance here. Yes, but as soon as we tell you about David Hall, tells you about himself. We put together a public service announcement for you. Here we go. You ready? Yes. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. Choosing between a 15 or 30 year mortgage can be difficult, which is why we offer the modern mortgage, a flexible term that's customized for you. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with us online at callhallfirst.com. What's he mean, flexible for uh, you? you got to call to find out. That's what I'm saying. I, I yeah. thought it was 15 or 30. I don't know. I like modern mortgages, though. I like something flexible to me. Like everybody's, like Karen's tweeting. Everybody's tweeting all of a sudden. Yet you don't know. No. That's no, why you no. call David. What do you got for me? It's an uncertain time. You call David Hall. We'll do a little uh, checkup on you. One hundo. And also, in the midst of the show, we will have an update from the Ukraine from... Uh, um, Tyrus Petro, who's who's out there in his Hummer with Michigan plates, ferrying people. <laughs> a swing across a war zone. What's that? He's on a swing. Swinging. Yeah. I didn't see. I, you know, he dialed in, and I'm like, I don't want to know where he is today. I don't want to know about a towel rack. I don't want to know if he's in a sauna. I don't want to know. He's already <laughs> breaking the rules. Yes. <laughs> that way, I can I can yell at him fresh? But. <laughs> Here's a public service announcement for those of you who know that we're in the midst of a very hot governor's race and you might not know all the characters. So we took time to create a quick cheat sheet that might be of some entertainment value to you because we all like movies. Do we have an intro for our, our new segment called the public service announcement? Uh, yeah. How about this one? Okay. <laughs> mm. It's perfect. I was thinking more of this. This is probably better. Oh, that's perfect. Wow, Mark. I'm really getting your A game. <laughs> hey, it's something. All right, look here, y'all. I wish Will Smith would come to Michigan to accept an award because we need somebody to slap some life into this rotten tomato of a governor's race. Considering the price of admission we've had to suffer in Michigan over the past two years, we deserve some glamorous people, some serious people. We deserve more than an empty ensemble of gaslighters and snake oil salesmen who make the wild, wild west look like art house cinema. Listen to our crop of candidates, both Democrat and Republicans. They're not saying anything. They read from boring scripts that have no plot. No fresh ideas, no dramatic arc. We get their tweets, we get their press releases, and we get their TV ads. But what we need is the boring stuff, like a tax plan, an infrastructure strategy, a promise to investigate the COVID debacle. We need people who understand the everyday concerns of we the people. But this crew of B-listers offers no roadmap to anywhere. For her part, Gretchen Whitmer is reciting lines from her latest fantasy film entitled COVID-2020, That Wasn't Me. <laughs> she channels Meryl Streep, but comes off like Ethel Merman. Kids belong in school, she now offers with a straight face. People have not forgotten that she shuttered the schools twice in 2020 and recommended school districts do it again in 2021, right or wrong, she did. But she put it to the school districts in 2021 after she lost the political stomach to do it herself. That's when parents begin turning against parents. Whitmer claims she was protecting families, even as elderly people were dying unnoticed in uninspected nursing homes 
and out-of-work working stiffs were scrambling for unemployment checks that never came. Whitmer now claims to be bipartisan, yet it took the Michigan Supreme Court to force her to relinquish dictatorial control over the state. Her accomplishments, she says? Look at all the damn roads she's fixed. Look at all the auto jobs she's created. Seriously, who's writing these lines? But at least Whitmer has a coherent political party standing behind her. She has campaign experience and millions of other people's dollars. The Republicans, they're a sizzle reel with no sizzle. Take businessman Perry Johnson. He reminds me of Boris Karloff from the 1932 horror film, The Mummy. We got <laughs> There he, he is. is. Looks great. In this version, a group of political strategists exhumed the corpse of multimillionaire Perry Johnson, who appears to have been buried alive centuries ago. <laughs> they bring him back to life by lighting fire to his fortune to pay for saccharine <laughs> TV advertisements. Suddenly, the form of a half-knowledgeable, half-animated man, moisturized by the smoke of wealth, emerges from his tomb. Thank you. But the mummy, Perry the mummy, knows little of the modern world. What about the public schools, Perry? What about the public roads, Perry? What about the public itself, Perry? Eventually, Perry's handlers, preying upon his vanity, burn through his treasure. The spell is thus broken, and Johnson returns to dust. Then there's Tudor Dixon, who seems to draw her inspiration from Princess Fiona from Shrek. Dixon sits patiently in her isolated tower, running a competent yet uninspiring campaign, waiting for someone to notice she's actually up there. She dreams of an orange ogre who will one day scale the wall that Mexico will pay for and free her from the curse of obscurity. This will be accomplished with the sweet kiss of an endorsement. And last week, Trump did in fact give a shout out to Dixon at his Macomb County rally. He said nice things about her, shook her hand, even took a photo. But he teased, he teased her. He never consummated the marriage with the endorsement. Instead, Trump boarded a private jet and flew back to the land of far, far Alago. <laughs> it seems that even Trump, the Willy Wonka of GOP politics, is bored with Michigan. Hollywood James Craig was also at the Trump rally, but the Don didn't mention him. Trump, it is said, believes Craig lacks the physical stature, that means he's short, or mental energy to fly the plane. And Craig's campaign does appear to be on autopilot and quickly losing altitude. The robo-chief cannot speak coherently about infrastructure either, or tax policy, or election fraud, or even his personal position on abortion. So thin are his thoughts on current events that Craig might actually think it is now illegal to teach the word thespian to Florida kindergartners. What Craig does talk about, ad nauseum, is how he busted heads during the summer of Floyd while he was the chief of the Detroit police. Craig's floundering campaign reminds me of his time as the top cop in the Motor City. A merry-go-round of command staff skippered by a boss disinterested in the details. A man who simply pretends bad things aren't happening. Now, in the role of best supporting actor, there is Garrett Soldano, a.k.a. Dr. Strange. 
The chiropractor from Kalamazoo seems to be living in an alternate universe where the vaccinated are the ones spreading the coronavirus. This intellectual vacuum where COVID is just a cold. Somebody needs to tell the silver surfer, you can't ride the pandemic wave if the tide has pulled back to the ocean. Now, Soldano's biggest competition in the category of runner-runner-up may be Kevin Richie Rich Rinky, the suburban car salesman who was sued for peppering the workplace with a generous sprinkling of the N-bomb. Rinky's catchphrase is devilishly simple. The American dream is under attack. And he's right. I mean, everybody, like everybody, should be able to inherit their daddy's car lot, blow millions of dollars on a vainglorious and vacuous governor's campaign, only to be reduced to handing out plastic cups of beer in the parking lot of a Trump tailgate. Now, political observers anticipate the race for Michigan will be a national blockbuster. But if the opening act is any indication, we're in store for a real stink bomb. Now, spoiler alert, okay? Mm -hmm. With the way this group of Republican challengers is acting, we're in store for Gretchen, the sequel. And you know how that movie played out. Hey, Charlie, I like that. We give it, what, two thumbs up, Mark? <laughs> yeah, and no bullshits. Two oh, thumbs give, up and no bullshits. I give it, I give it to finger. Two fingers up. That's good. <laughs> because this, this, this is a mess. It's a total mess. I don't know how you get behind any of them. Karen, what's our wish? Like, I mean, you know, listen, in really simple language, you have to talk to these numbskulls. How do you... How, how do you, what do we want? How do you get them focused and how do you make them human? You know what, Charlie, the thing about it is, is that they've never, they don't have to be because they continue to garner support and opportunities being the way that they are. I mean, and so there's nothing to make them, you know, step up to the plate and do what they're supposed to do. The accountability isn't there on any level. Whitmer is under 50%. In, in job approval, right? And 60% of voters, I believe in one of the latest polls I read, want somebody besides Whitmer. Mm -hmm. But Whitmer, going head-to-head -head with any of these people, should easily be. is beating them by, yeah. you know, six, seven, eight points. Yep. Meaning, here we go again, America. Yeah, and as an incumbent, you know, she, you know, has the opportunity to 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 take the the it's hers to lose, let me say it that way, especially when you don't have any really strong uh, you know, candidates and she has given in my opinion her competition so much content that they could use, but it's just like it falls on deaf ear. They, they are running with it. In a way, it kind of mirrors uh, the presidential election of 2020 because nobody was excited about any of those Democrats. It was just about getting the guy who is the incumbent out of there because they didn't like him. Yeah, that's about it. And and a lot of people didn't know why they didn't. It was just, you know, because now people, I mean, look at Joe Biden. Mm. Mm, that's not quite, <laughs> it's not quite what we bargained for either. Yeah, it's a prisoner's dilemma. San Quentin. <laughs> yeah, it's a San Quentin dilemma. Which it's, look, it's very simple very simple what's going on and what happened 20 years of the collapse of this shit called the american way of life mm -hmm. great great 
way of life, right? And, and we move faster than anybody. And nobody in these political parties, all these people with the money, all the hipsters running around tweeting stuff like, like they know anything, failed to see all of us, failed to see places like Detroit and Peoria, and, you know, and East LA. Mm -hmm. Like, we're dying out here. So... Trump, I don't know where he gets it, probably from one of his construction sites. Here's this from regular people, because he's totally, you know, draft do dodging Don. But he wasn't wrong. My daddy didn't dodge the draft. My daddy went to Nam, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the people go for it. They pick it. Okay, the guy said it. And from the rip, you come up, and it's now the fake steel dossier. From the rip, Trump's a racist. Trump's colluding. And the regular people feel like, okay, you don't want to hear what we're feeling. And then they start. Or they feel that that's going to happen anyway. And there's going to, you know, the people in charge are going to do whatever they want. So help us out. And then Trump, they see Trump. Mm -hmm. He personifies them. Mm -hmm. Right? You're attacking him. You're attacking me. And then it gets hard. And now we got culture wars instead of things like, oh, well, let, let's, let's look at the world for a second. Let's talk about food. Okay. You know, a third of the, the, the bread in the world is supplied by Russia and the Ukraine. The Ukrainians aren't even planting wheat. What do you think is going to happen in Africa and the Middle East? What do you think is going to happen to you when the, when the grain supply in the world's down by 35, 40%? Well, they'll starve, but we'll pay more. Yeah. Africa will starve. Okay, now if you're well, running for- Poor places will starve. We'll just pay Let more. me put this to you, Karen. If you're running for governor, what does this mean to you? Okay, let's look at Detroit. It's our biggest city. It's one mm -hmm. of the poorest cities in America. A lot mm -hmm. of people in the countryside of this great state of ours get food assistance. And, and I'm willing to help. You know, none of my brothers and sisters are going to starve, especially not your kids. But if the price of bread goes up, 30%, how do people eat? What happens to Detroit, Karen? Is anybody noticing? Well, no, Charlie, and nobody's making that that connection like you just did. You know, uh, when we hear conversations about Ukraine and Russia, you know, it, it feels detached a little bit from the, the east or west side of Detroit. But the reality is, is that there is a trickle-down impact, and you just talked about that. So if you've got, you know, a bridge card or some type of food supplemental assistance, you know, that's not going to go as far when your bread price has tripled or quadrupled. It's just not. And so what does that mean for people that are working or trying to work and trying to feed their kids and trying to take care of their families? It's going to be harder times. That's exactly what it's going to mean. It's going to be a long, hot year. Yep. We need to be hearing about this and not just I, 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 I punch heads together. You know what I mean? Or... Uh, I handed out a check that's going to disappear. What are we doing? What are you guys doing? Uh, now I'm seeing Perry Johnson commercials. What do they say? Oh, oh, he said uh, he's going to end inflation. He's going to end inflation. Um, fix, uh, fix the economy. He's going to fix the economy. There's, all, there's like four very generic things he's going to do, which you see that and it's like, yeah, okay, that sounds wonderful. How? But people don't oh. ask that though, Mark. Everybody yeah. hears like, wow, he's going to fix it. And everybody's so anxious for a solution that they embrace that. They don't think that, you know, whether whether he'd said it before or not, even career politicians, they can not put a date on their kicker cards because they promise the same thing and never deliver. It's just bullshit, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. Middle of the road here. Like, this is no time to be issuing tax cuts because the state 
was in the black this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Bank it. Mm-hmm. Be responsible. Right? You got all this COVID dough from Biden. Yeah. Don't be handing out empty checks. Might as well build the bridges and the roads, and we're not going to have the money to do it. <laughs> Your point. Yeah. And when you have to feed hungry people and the government is broke, what do we do? We print more bullshit money. Yeah. What happens? Inflation goes up more. You see the circle, we this hole we've dug for ourselves. And you, come on, you dopes. But Charlie, this is how it was structured. It's not structured to solve problems. People make money off of people who don't have money. There are people and organizations that make money off of helping those with problems. So the goal is never to solve any of these prom- these problems that people say they're trying to fix. That isn't the goal. And then let's remember the middle class that that you know supplies the money to those without it and that's the money that the 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 very powerful take. It's you, the middle. You're under duress. I don't hear it. It's great. It's not great. Talk to me. Give me a solution. What auto jobs did you create? You can give me a list and I will cross them out (laughs) because those jobs on the east side of Detroit never appeared. Those jobs with this magical battery factory where the deal instantaneously changed. Yeah, with a billion dollars of COVID money. It's not even here yet. What jobs? But you know what, Charlie, you're seeing a a very effective PR and communications campaign because I'm looking at another article talking about effective rebuilding of neighborhoods and increasing values. And they're talking about the land bank. But 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 I'm saying, but you know better. But to look at it and to read it, how it's presented and people say, oh, wow, you know, my neighborhoods are being rebuilt. All you have to do is drive off the beaten path in this city to see that none of this is true. Uh, That's right, Mike. That's right. Oh, and the feds are back. Oh, really? Oh, they're back. And they took a COVID oh, break. I don't know why they ever leave. That demo shit didn't go away. Come on, man. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, let's just quickly, before we go to Taurus. Yeah. In the Ukraine. Just one more thing about all. Like, it's culture war now. Okay? Now, now people are, are like pigeonholing Craig and going, you know, how, what's that thing called? The parental rights bill in Florida. The, yeah. The Colloquially don't say gay. Uh-huh. What do you think of that? Like, Yo. Here's here. I read that law. You want you want to know what it says? Basically, watch sure. this. This is what I think of the stinking culture war. Like nobody's talking transgender stuff in the schools. If you got a kid, you know that. Mm-hmm. Nobody in there like talking that shit. Here's what it says. Quote. Quote, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. And quote, that's what the Florida law says. Yeah. Now I'm driving to, to school with my daughter, 15, mm-hmm. very smart. Mm-hmm. She says, well, then what about a family where the father's a man and the mother's a woman? By, by that law, you can't talk. Can't you talk can't teach it. that. Yeah. The traditional family. You, you, uh, yeah, it's, you're not allowed to instruct it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so if the books I, refer to mommy and it's a woman, like, uh, I, it's, you know, this, you can sue on this, right? And then, well, that, that's always been my biggest problem is that you can sue the school district. You can sue individual teachers or like a third party who comes in and do it. I mean, talk about a major chilling effect. Right. Why, why even attempt to discuss anything? 
I can agree. instruct it, but why even bother to uh, attempt to discuss but in it? school? Are they having these no. conversations in no. kindergarten? Are they talking or is it the sensitivity of, you know, hey, you're assigning a gender where there shouldn't be one. You're calling, you know, a father, a man when actually a father, in my opinion, can be a woman. Are we are, are we blending those conversations this early in school these days? No, and there's no place for it. I don't believe. But of course it, not. It, is it really an issue? That's what I'm saying. Like, who's talking about this? I don't. You want to know what my daughter that. said? Here's what my daughter said. Because take it from the people that are there every day. My daughter goes, Pop, the only people talking about transgender stuff and kids and is is like the crazy old right wing guy on YouTube. <laughs> He's the only dude even talking about it's, it. It's a culture war bill, and you know what? It works because there's 51 percent of people that agree with it. And so ask yourself, do you so love it's not, it's not about fixing things. It's about winning the next election. To exactly. Karen's point, which is bullshit. We got too much. It's to noise. It's a bunch of noise, too. But it's a distraction. You think about those things are a distraction from the actual issues and problems that we should be trying to tackle. Yeah. So no more mommy and daddy at all. No, don't even touch it. Don't even talk about it. What do you call them? Um, it. <laughs> you can't do that, though, either. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I mean, look, I mean, look. Parents. You could, if that's what you want to uncork in this society, why wouldn't somebody sue who's upset about the attack oh. on, on on gay culture, right? Why wouldn't you sue for teaching the straight traditional family? Well, because yeah. it's, if it's it, legal, yeah. It doesn't say that in the law that you may teach straight traditional families and nothing else. Yeah. Charlie, let me say this. You know, when you talk about straight traditional families, I mean, this is my thing, because, I mean, some kids grew up with a single parent. Some kids grew up with two parents. Some people grew up in a family with their extended family members. And whatever that family structure was, was considered a family. I mean, I think that we, we're, we're getting too much off the beaten path and try, in terms of trying to define what is or what we think should be. I mean, there is no such thing as a traditional family. I don't think there's ever been. I come from opinion. one. Sure. Sure. You got three dads. <laughs> Here's my family tree. My family tree is like a cactus. Yeah, it got two branches and a bunch of pricks. But that's a family, Charlie. Find somebody's family. family. whose family is perfect. You know, you got kids that are born out of wedlock. You got family. You got all kinds of stuff. I mean, because you have the human interaction. So, I mean, to try to force fit or retrofit what we were told a family was from the 1950s, I just think it's a little disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's worked, so that's why it happens. And we should I introduce know. legislation where children can be married at ten. Yep. <laughs> so how about this? I'm going to leave it at this. Yeah. How about we do the stuff that's really I, okay? Look, I mean, again, we're just we're, we're fucking with the rail. I have my feelings. There's no place for you to be teaching my kid this kind of shit in first grade. Is it happening? No. Check with the kids. If it is, you go see the principal and you address your concerns. I'm talking about feeding the kids. I'm talking about daddy or mommy feeling comfortable and self-satisfied that that food could be on the table tomorrow. I believe in common core because common core simply means at the end of the year, do we have a common core of knowledge? Does my child know how to read? Does my child know the capital of Michigan? Does my child know the timetables? <laughs> this is the shit I'm really concerned about, and you all are too, if you really stop and think. Love it, yeah. Children. Now, world events. 
Taras is is Taras with us? Taras Petra. I believe he is. Yeah. I don't know where I don't know where he is. It's going to be a surprise because, for you. Because there a whole is another place now. There's a major war going yes. on in this world that affects Detroit, Lansing, and everywhere else on the planet. Uh, is he there? Because I can't see him. Uh, he is there. Yes. Where? What, what's he? Oh, there he is. Oh, look, he's. He really looks in the whole... like out of a baccarat engraved <laughs> glass. The guy got... I was. I was outside. I was outside, but it's dark already, so I, I moved inside. Okay, give us give us the quick report, brother. What's going on? Well, uh, <clears throat> this morning there was an attack in Kramatorsk, which is in on the border of the occupied Ukrainian territory. It's a very big country. And it's a very big country. So what, where it's in the east, the west, the north, the south. East, east. Okay. And five children died. Uh, 50, 50 people in total died. Uh, about 300 injured. It was a rocket attack. It was a rocket attack. Uh, you got to go quicker, bro. Come on. It was a rocket attack. On a train was, station of evacuees, out, right? Yes, yes. But the Russians put out the, the attack happened five minutes before it actually happened. So they were trying to say that the uh, Tochka missiles that the Ukrainians have were the missiles that uh, were used. Because when the Ukrainians gave up their weapons in 94, obviously somebody had to still have them. So... The Russians are now using their weapons that they have against the Ukrainians that the Ukrainians actually used to give up. Okay, now stop. Um, Bucha, the town of Bucha, uh, the Russians pulled back. The Ukrainian defense forces have moved in. What did we see? That where is Bucha, and and what do we know? Bucha is about a half hour away from Kiev. Uh, the bodies that you've seen on the streets have been there for about two to three weeks. It's so bad that uh, mothers are burying their sons in the backyards. Uh, one of the mothers, uh, her son was laying outside the house for two days. After nobody picked him up, uh, animals started trying to from him or eat parts of his body. So she wrapped him in a, uh, put him in a wheelbarrow took him to the backyard, wrapped him in a, in a uh, carpet, and buried him in their own backyard. Oof. Then she put another um, blanket on top of the grave so that no animals or nature gets to him. Now, you know this. Mother, you know this. Uh, look, you know this because you're transporting these people. Uh, somewhat. Not this mother in particular, but... I do have a friend that uh, her father was uh, executed and she's 18 and she lives in Bucha. Her brother is in America. And now I'm working with the embassy to try to get her to America as well, either under the refugee program or with humanitarian parole. We have a problem. So I'm currently working with the embassy now to, to arrange for that. And, and driving and, and transporting people in a Hummer from Hamtramck with Michigan plates, which now, we in the No Bullshit News Hour are an open book. Everybody deserves to know us, know who's giving them information. By the way, everything this man tells me, I know I, I know fully 18 hours in advance, right? Mm -hmm. What happened at the train station? The guy's hit me at four in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. What's happening in Boots? The man's sending me photographs. He's, he's showing me children with, with their names written on their backs in case their parents are gone. 
His information is legitimate. Now, the question is, Tars, what is your real last name? Is it Petro or Nikoriak? Yeah. It's Nikoriak, because now I remember you. You're the guy from Hamtramck that runs for everything, like Wayne County Sheriff, State Senator. In fact, I've found this in the archives. Here's an old campaign commercial of yours. It's quite nice. Let's, let's play that. High quality. With the people of Ukraine, the only protection, my breastplate of righteousness, my cross. I was at the front lines of the Russian-Ukrainian conflict, and I'm ready to stand with the same weapons to protect and defend my constituents in Detroit's second Senate district. I don't have two pages of famous endorsements, but what I do have is grace, faith, and the fear of God, and I hope in a better Detroit. Thank you for your support. Go to... Taurus for senator there. Now, that was like, I think, 2014. Now, in that, Taurus, you're wearing a priest's collar. You are not a priest. What are you doing running around wearing a priest's collar? For the family that's listening. Who said I wasn't ordained? Uh, I don't know. Are, are you ordained? I'm going to look it up. I am. In the Go ahead. In the Orthodox Church? Sure. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm ordained, dude. I'm ordained. What is the Universalist Life Church? Yeah, online. Yeah. It's legit. Are you ordained at the Universalist Life Church? No. Okay. Now, were you in fact, did you in fact? All the Universal Life Church gives you is a business card. <laughs> you don't even get that. All right? You have to print it yourself. You don't even get that. <laughs> but they give you a certificate. Now, did you in fact, bro? plead guilty to a, a federal crime of stealing bonds from St. Andrew's uh, Orthodox Ukrainian Church in Hamtramck. I did. And you want to explain it, and then after you explain it, do you want to apologize publicly to the church? If you do that, you're absolved. Tell us. Well, I've already done that. Well, do it for us, so, you know, because you're the family you're the family, you're, you know, hey, dude, you're on TV now. Get it out of the way. Go ahead. Did you pay the church back? So the, the thing is that uh, I had to plead guilty because otherwise with the feds, it's kind of difficult to take it to trial and whatnot. Yeah, and you're going to get 10 uh, years if you don't plead. Yeah, right. So exactly. So they put you kind of in a corner. Right. So if you or, or anybody else would have done that, you probably would have done, this, done the same thing, even though there were circumstances around the, the situation with the bonds. Mm -hmm. But you did. You pled. You did your time. You want to apologize. And I'm still affiliated with the church. Okay. Then say, yeah, then, 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 then did you apologize to the church? I did. Okay. Because, you know, I know people at the church. So do it once and for all so they know you did it. They know I apologize, and, and every time I see somebody at the church and they ask me about it, I always apologize. Not all the congregants, because they listen to the program. How do you think I know this? So, okay, just, just do it. If you don't do it, I can't have In English it. or in Ukrainian? Ukrainian. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Pravda, Harosho. Okay, you understood what Harosho. he said? You know what he said, Karen? That he was sorry? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan Tramick gonna let me know, bro. This is a small town. Okay, so finally, bro. So you, you're running humanitarian missions there. Are you also maybe, you know, trading some currency, running some weapons? You know, I mean, run that by me again. Once a war settles in, a black market does get in, you know, that's wartime. You maybe, you know, changing currency, maybe hustling some weapons for the freedom fighters or anything? Negative. Shit. Charlie, you can't do illegal start? stuff and admit that you're doing it's it. Not mean, illegal illegal it. It's not illegal in a war zone. It's not illegal in a war zone. It's not illegal in a war zone. You got to get weapons to people. Hey, Karen, the real life, the real you know, life. You know, let me, Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Probably. I'm yes. going to interrupt you now. Go ahead. If the U.S. government held their word and they actually provided the Ukrainian army with the weapons that they say they were providing, mm -hmm. then illegal shit wouldn't have to happen. Then people would not have, people from America would not have to break international arms regulations, which is also a federal crime, mm -hmm. and, ship, and ship bulletproof vests themselves. It's an international because, crime, by the way. Because when I, when I was, when I was uh, very active in the church in 2014, when the war started, several of our parishioners, some of which are no longer with us, they asked me to inquire about the purchase of vests and shipping them to uh, Ukraine. Did you do that? And that, and I, I didn't ship any, but a couple of our um, parishioners did, mm -hmm. and they got knocked at the door by Homeland Security, saying, "Why are you shipping these weapons or these uh, bulletproof vests to Ukraine?" So, if the government did their job and gave the Ukrainians the actual supplies that the Ukrainians need to defend themselves, other people would not be committing federal crimes now as we speak. And so the point, because, be, the point, now, now see what I'm trying to like, okay, that's where you take a you breath, let Karen get in. Say this, if the government did what it was supposed to do, that same, that, 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 that's that same uh, reasoning would apply to everybody right here in America. If they did what they were supposed to do, then people wouldn't have to resort to either criminal activity or doing whatever it is. They to. So that same thing applies here. I just wanted to say that makes sense yes. for there. And there are some, there are some law enforcement entities that are preparing to send bulletproof vests that probably will be rolled out next week. Well, this is a yes, war zone. But that's that's uh, part but, but, of the... This is a war zone. Scarcity rules. When there's scarcity, there's an alternative market. You know all about that, Tars, right? There is a black market taking hold. I mean, Ukraine's going to be hungry in a couple of couple of months. Go ahead, brother. Ukraine is already hungry. Mm. They're already they are already uh, uh, in the West. They're already clearing out the cellars and stocking it with food, because in the next week or two, uh, by May 9th, is when uh, Putin supposedly is going to start hammering down heavy on even the, some of the West parts. Of May 9th, you said May 9th. Why May, May 9th? It's like uh, Soviet D-Day. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. The victory over the Nazis, is that correct? And yes, yes, victory, yes. And at that point, 
uh, Putin's going to want to show he did something positive. Oh, yeah, or, man, that's right. To, to They're going to have the big military in the parade. Of the Russians. Yep. That, okay, I got you. So, bro. But at the same, bro, bro, at the same bro. point, Ukraine exports the fourth most wheat in the world, and the Ukraine is not planting wheat. We got a famine coming, if I'm guessing. It's already here, Charlie. Oh, man. See, dude, I, here's what I need from you, man. Because you're absolved. You showed yourself to be stand-up. I need you in, in your travels to start gathering that for we here, especially the community here, about privations that are setting. Can you do that for us? He made notes. Yes or no? Anything, anything for Detroit. My man. Okay, so and 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 yeah. mm -hmm. even though you're not a Detroiter because you live in Pleasant Ridge, mm -hmm. anything for Ukraine as well. Mm -hmm. Hamtramck's like you know not Detroit either. Look at you got to well, divide Hamtramck. you you fucking Eastern Europeans always dividing, throwing up walls, borders, the borders, stealing fucking bonds from the church. That's okay. Carpenter's only a carpenter's only a block away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. That's we're gonna leave it at that. Keep doing God's work, whether you're ordained or not. Help the people and let us know what the situation is and how the American people can get some food to our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. And and, and last last note. Okay. Last oh, so in the Bucha killings. When the Russians came in, they hoarded, they stole, they killed. Uh, if they had people in lineups, they interrogated them first. And then anybody that was under 50 was shot. That they had. And he's I've, that I've they seen, had. We've seen pictures. He reported that to me before it happened. We are we are endeavoring people. Thank you for your patronage and your community of this. We are tr we're working diligently, aren't we, Mark, to get up to two days a week at the studio. Yeah. Going. We're getting closer and closer and, so we can deliver every, news timely. Every every six hours in Ukraine, due to the war, a child dies. Mm. Thank you for that, brother. Thank you for the update. We'll 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 talk to you this week. Okay. Stay safe. Yep. And there you have. So it. I, didn't, I didn't get to ask him about the uh, the crystal glass he's drinking out of. You he's, know, he's, 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 he's pretty plush over there. Very plush over there. Well, you know, this is, I, I don't know why, Karen, you have to dog on, on Taurus when. I don't like when, Taurus. He's a good guy. I'm when, just saying he had a towel warmer last week. He's got a Baccarat glass this week. Nobody's noticing Oh this. my gosh, she goes Baccarat glass. What is Baccarat glass, Karen? Baccarat crystal. What is that? Taurus, tell us. <laughs> you no, know. Karen, you tell us. Okay, he's Karen, okay, he's okay, out. Karen, if you can hear he's, this. If you can hear this here, <laughs> it's not crystal. Oh, <laughs> that, way, that way you know. Oh, we, no, we no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. You did not call out the diva. She did not <laughs> fall for fake glass. Karen is class. That's crystal. And you can just fuck yourself. Uh -uh, <laughs> fake fake news. I thought maybe it could have been. I can't tell. But I mean, after last week, you know, he's in that little posh hideout with the towel warmer. I figured, why not? And you know, it's funny. And too. I, I sent and Karen, I sent you the second towel, too. And yeah, you, know, you did. <laughs> and you know what's funny is like Taras knows what the fuck she's talking about. I know. Like, that's, he's that's, like, no, ding, ding, ding. But nothing to me. What when a he couple did of that. hustlers. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> All right. Very relatable. We're moving on. All right. Uh, Joey, to throw Taras off the show. 
so he can't find his way back. <laughs> I bet he will. He will I somehow. bet by the end of this, tar- oh, somebody was just walking in the room. <laughs> oh, great. Now oh, we'll we want will- him back? Oh, no, no, we don't want him back. <laughs> no. What an interesting background, though. He was a little surprised about that. I'm sorry, man. Oh, no, I'm glad you, you, know, you came. Here's, th- here's the thing. I yes. believe a felon, when you do your time and you apologize, sure. you get to go on in life. Yeah, you do. I mean, that's the whole purpose. I mean, a lot of people don't want to feel that way about anybody. I mean, we all make mistakes at different levels, at different points, uh, at different, you know, degrees of severity. Uh, But depending on what those are, I think you are entitled to go on. I mean, there are some things that are a little more less forgivable than others, but, uh, you know, you are entitled to move on and you're entitled to enjoy the rest of your life. Yes, I can forgive stealing $70,000 from the church. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. If you pay it back and do your time. I mean, no. there, there are people that had churches that steal more than that. Oh, so. there you go. Yeah, that's a great point. We got, Seriously. Oh, I, I mean, and they do it in the name of the Lord. <laughs> There's a lot of people that steal from a church legally. That's my point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. These people are running churches and they're With stealing taxes. money and, mm-hmm. you know, making people feel guilty. So I don't go to church. It's like, mm, I'm good. Yep. God, I, making me think of some priest jokes, but I gave those up for Lent. thank you folks because i said we're going to be disciplined we're going to get this show done in under an hour because you know how it goes you go up on the internet you're like oh that's over an hour that's too long Mm -hmm. we're not doing that remember if you want to see these wonderful bits by byron goggin who is a master he's doing a great job deadliest catch what is that the ice road truckers Like, that's that guy. He's a, a National Michigan. Geographic stuff. National yeah. Geo. Like, we're for real. You know we're for real. You know the political world is buzzing. You know Karen is the queen of the scene. And you know that Red has just reinvented what you do when you send local news reporters <laughs> to opening day. If you're listening, it's not going to be as good as watching. So go to YouTube or go to my Facebook page, Charlie Duff, search it. This is good. This is funny. It's really good. And I want to welcome back Chicken Joe because it was a dream of mine to have comedian Detroit Red and his sidekick, Chicken Joe DeMarco. And they finally did it. And you got to see it, even if it's dated. And I'm so proud of Red. He did a great job. He's finding himself. Right? So much Red, better Red man on the street. Actually, good. You better be watched. Somebody's gonna try to steal him. Red is very good. Uh, be my guest. Try to steal him. Yeah, steal him. You know what we're doing. Everybody knows in the business what we're doing. Mm. That this is the way to freshen it up and do it. Be amongst the people. Have some humor. Have some sadness. Call out your reporter for ripping off the church. Get the apology yeah. and let him go on. He's a character, and he's out there really doing that. Yep. Drinking not a fake crystal that Karen got <laughs> tripped on. <laughs> and with, uh, you know, no further ado, uh, Chicken Joe and Detroit. Come on, is he? Comedian Detroit. I right? told him to get rid of Yeah, him. he needs a. <laughs> you know why? Because Detroit Red was also what they call Malcolm X. And I'm like, you don't think there was a Detroit Red before Malcolm X? Yeah. It's Detroit Red and Chicken <laughs> Joe. Buddies again. Thank you, and we will talk to you next week. All right, we out here open today asking the fans about the first day back, and I want to ask you guys. <coughs> 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 <coughs>
How you feel about the first day after <coughs> opening day after the uh, Corona pandemic? Let me ask y'all something. Warm and rain. How y'all feeling about the opening day after the two years of Corona? This long awaited. Honestly, we would The boys it. are back in town. The boys is back in town. So y'all ain't even worried about no Corona. Yeah, stronger than ever. Woo! We're gonna win. So what time did y'all start drinking the Seven coffee? A. M. Seven a.m. Opening day! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, I think this hand got too much rhythm for you, Chicken Joe. Hold on, hold on. You actually telling me you're standing here looking at this chicken? And you're craving some thighs. Yeah. <laughs> well, Only at opening day! How long you been marinating? Oh man, we've been prepping them for 12 hours, marinated for four. We got spicy Italian sausage, we got pork grass, we're ready to party, man. Alright, Chicken Joe, I bet you 10 bucks, you cannot hit the fucking corner up there. We had him right on his nose, okay? <laughs> is it anything special in the mushrooms? No. Well, it ain't the right mushrooms, no, damn it! These are store-bought. No, everything's legal today. Well, when you bought them in the store, you're supposed to season them at the house. I would never do anything that I'm not supposed to do. But I am out here having a great time. Go Tigers. I would. Listen, come on, come on. You, you can tell me the truth. Did you put some extra sprinkling on the mushrooms? No, I did not. Can you tell me how to be a good reporter? Because I don't think I'm doing a good job right now. You're asking some great questions. That's part of it. Just pay attention to what the other person is saying. Listen and uh, yeah, you're doing a great job. You're hanging in there. You're doing good. Now, one more quick one for you. I heard this through the grapevine. They're going to have a hologram of Sparky Anderson actually coaching the team today. What'd you think of that? Well, I've not heard anything about that, but uh... We scooped him. We scooped him. Hologram scoop right here. Sparky Anderson, like Tupac, at the awards. Uh, I'm here with William. We had opening day, and uh... <coughs> How do you feel about the... <coughs> First opening day after the corona. So let me ask you ladies, do you think Sparky Anderson and the Tigers gonna win today? I'm not that old, honey. So y'all really didn't come for the game, y'all just came to watch dudes in tight uniforms. You got that right. That's you right. got that we, right. And to yeah. talk to dudes in tight news. uniforms. You got it. <laughs> Cabrera, can I get an interview? Oh shit, this ain't no damn Cabrera. Now, now what is this though? You look like you're doing a hell of a job on this bartender. What are we making right here? Bloody Caesars. Bloody Caesars. That's after Mark Anthony stabbed him in the back. I see you got a lot of vegetation in here. So this is a vegetarian's drink? Nope. Then we throw the stir sticks in there. Is the stir stick, the, oh my God, this is cholesterol, high blood pressure, and a DUI all in one cup. Oh, hey, if you're gonna go, go big. So let me ask you, how do you think Sparky and the Tigers gonna do today? I think they're gonna have a good day today. I think they're gonna have a good season. Yeah, he didn't have. We're excited about it. He did too many bloody, bloody. What's these called again? Bloody Caesar. Too many bloody Caesars. Sparky oh, Anderson is dead. 
<laughs> Joe stealing TV shit from the truck. What what would possess you to wear another man's name on your back? Cause I thought you was Cabrera for a minute. I'm about to get upset. Confident. Hey, I'll support him. Why not? I'm confident in my who I am. Support another man. It's fine. What's your name? Connor. Next year we gonna get you a jersey with Connor on the back. All right. You buying? Uh, no, no, you buy it. I'm just going to order it for you. <laughs> How you doing, Nashville Fried Chicken? Yeah, what's going on? We got a fresh delivery for you. Oh, man, we about to throw you deep in the fryer. <laughs> As you can see, this is that church's chicken, the extra th big thighs and legs. <laughs> Good <laughs> chicken job. We're going to douse you with some flour and throw you in the fryer. Right. Let's go. You think Sparky Anderson gonna lead them boys to a victory today? Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't oh, watch gorgeous baseball, cop. Because he's been gone for a long time. But in well, I was ready I tried to get arrested That's what here. I'm talking about. In the spirit. Yes, I know. I know about baseball. Don't mess with me and football. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Lions fan, okay? Okay, now what is these? Tiger sleeves? No. They're leg warmers. Leg warmers. They're $5 and two for 10. Let me see. I'm gonna get me two leg warmers. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, big up the chicken show. <laughs> can't get over his yeah. belly. Us old timers ain't all flexible like that, like we used to be. That was hilarious. <laughs> what? You're back? Are you still here? Oh, I'm sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> Go away. Okay, I'm out. You, hey, over. you don't have to tell me twice. The movie's over. <laughs> the movie's over. Go away.